Hello and welcome to Vitamins for Breakfast, the podcast that aims to feed your soul and create connection through conversation. This is episode three of Diversity Beyond Borders with John. On today's episode, we will be discussing John's career in fitness, anime, and addressing the new era of instant gratification. Let's get started. You are now in fitness, um, yes. but you've but you've been involved in fitness your entire life because you did you did participate in sports, soccer yes. specifically for us, football for you football, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that transition to now fitness, which I personally feel like is still extremely creative, if you ask me. Um, but what was that like for you when you now transitioned into um, a different field? Because no matter what it is, no matter what it would have been, it still was different uh, and it was a change for you. So what was that like for you? And then what has working within fitness been like for you now? So for me, it was being burnt out for something I was very passionate about. But other people were telling me, oh, you should do it as a job. Yeah. So of course, naturally, I would agree with them because I was like, well this is sort of the natural progression for anyone that's good at something is to then do it as a career. And then I was like, but wait, that's like someone saying you can only do one thing for the rest of your life. Like Mm. you can't have other passions. What else do you do? And I've always been very active. I've always been involved in different types of enrichment that allowed me to move my body and I've picked it up with ease a lot of the time and because of the amount of activities that I took part in as a child without knowing I built up a a, um, a really good conditioning so no matter what you give me I had the the mind to muscle connection to easily learn new movements and learn new sports and be um, very athletic because all I would do is run um, whether it be in play or within like the school playground we would think we was olympians and we'd just be running 100 meter sprints in the playground on the concrete in our in our moccasins or or our wallabies and like thinking we were the top athletes at the time so that kind of of course develops into enjoying it it goes from play to oh this can also become a career and being serious so idolizing um, sports personalities and wanting to be a footballer felt like it didn't feel like a job. It can always feel like play. It doesn't feel like anyone's telling you what to do at each point. What they're doing is recognizing your skill set, equipping you with the tools you need to be great at it, and then they rely on you to execute a game plan but use your personal attributes to um like win and i've always liked winning i've always liked being part of a team um so that always was sort of like something that was in me from very young and then when i sort of had that weird period in my life where art no longer became a passion because i was burnt out i had an amazing opportunity from a very big company that were running a scheme to empower 50 young people to become uh, personal trainers. As you do, navigating social media, I came across that and the people 
that were involved in it looked like me and came from my community. So I felt like it was meant to be and I applied for it and you go through a process. But never thought about if I'd get it in my life. I don't really remember ever winning any competitions or lotteries. So I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll send it because you got to be in it to win it, right? Yeah. And then uh, next thing you know, I, uh, I get a confirmation that I've been chosen to be part of this. So I went through a whole 16-week process. But on top That's of dope. it, it was, it was very intensive. They built us a, a classroom environment in it. They built us a gym. And mm-hmm. then within that, they gave us all the tools we needed to yeah. succeed there was no way you could not but of course there would be people that wouldn't appreciate that and they would drop out so mm. it was whittled down to the people that really wanted it and that really utilized every minute in that environment mm-hmm. to succeed and a good handful of us came out of it and we built relationships and a, a family from it mm-hmm. and I would always be indebted to the people that that ran that um, course and that's to this day still support the journeys of us all so straight off of that I said right like I'm fresh out I'm gassed like let's do this I started applying to like all these jobs and then realizing that whoa this industry is pretty saturated and it runs a certain way and I'm looking Mm. for something particular but I remember one of my mentors saying like Look, just get in at the bottom and find your way to navigate through it. Learn it. Learn all of these lessons that come with it because you don't want to jump headfirst into something and then it not work and then you just like fail and not do it anymore because yeah. it has a, a high turnover rate mm-hmm. where people enter and then within six months of they're the out. fitness industry, <laughs> they're out. They're doing going back to the nine to five and saying, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm a personal trainer or I'm a fitness trainer and people turn around and say, oh, so what are you doing here sort of thing? Or if someone says you're a personal trainer, they'll yeah. be like, oh, what else are you doing? Because mm. the only the people at the top, the celebrities within the industry are recognised of having like full-time jobs. Per doing se. personal um, training. Exactly. Or working yeah. in the fitness industry. So mm. I got my job as a, a fitness trainer or a fitness coach and ever since then I've just been learning and building upon my experiences and it's mm. all about interacting with people and practicing the things I learned mm. and then finding out who I am personally what's my style what's my niche but most important for me is how I can help people mm. that's what I feel is my niche personally is I don't really care about how people see me in terms of aesthetics or looks I don't care for like sort of like bitchy um, sort of egotistical sort of views and putting anyone down in any way mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. gonna have their own style so I just want to help people so how can I do that mm. how I do that is to recognize when somebody needs help or put myself out there and let people know that I can help them in this way in their fitness journey I see it not just as a fitness journey but helping them in life as well because a lot of conversations I've had with inside the gym people go there and see it as um, a safe place somewhere that they can unload 
a lot of outside um, yes. pressures and stresses yeah. and um, they will talk to you as if like it's a therapy session and of course we're not qualified in that regard unless you are to dismantle people's thoughts but we can be there to listen and mm. to give some sort of feedback mm. um, for those people and generally if you really think about it how you feel about when you work out and what that does for you mentally as well as you physically it's not all about the physical but it's put in your face as aesthetics whereas it's a more well-rounded package and that's mm. how I would package myself is I'm not here to just make you look good I'm here to make you a better person yeah overall just just beyond oh, exactly in life we all have this truth about us and um my biggest advice that I could give people when they're trying to figure out what that is, is to really trace back to the things you trends that you noticed about yourself as a kid and, and the things you enjoy doing and, and the things that you made you happy. That'll be a great indicator as to what you enjoyed before the world told you what you're supposed to enjoy. But um, this is like the biggest truth, but nobody really wants to recognize it. Although it's where we are saturated with this story all the time, but it seems to always feel like a story that's far from us you know it's just like a fairy tale thing you watch you see in a story um you and i are both into anime so we have these yeah. conversations of anime and how anime is not just these cartoons because who does it people who don't know anime think that anime is just like the, these cartoons but anime has a deeper underlining story where it's usually kind of always the same but different in 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 a way where it's like um someone has this underlining truth that they have to face or they have to conquer something and they're always there's always a moment in your life where it hits you that you this is something you have to deal with um and you have to go through a journey of that within itself and i just think it's interesting when you hear stories like yourself where it's like you've had such a big transition of the things that you're doing and what you think that you identify with or um where you want to align in reference to creating a life doing something but the biggest trend is that you've always wanted to help people because even as a child when you talk about like you were trying to be someone there for your mom or yep. um, even just with the people you kept around you you notice you weren't really checking in and filling in your own meter because you were trying to help other people and I think now you've you've developed a healthier relationship with doing that where it's like you're not exhausting your battery although we all have days where sometimes we're like damn I should have checked out a lot earlier than I did um yeah, but but I feel like you it's it's been a trend throughout your life where you want to help people and and I think that that is the biggest thing that you can honor um throughout your entire experience where it's like what's the core you you know what I'm saying and and that can be anything for anyone I think that's the biggest search that people are going through right now today is when they're trying to find their purpose. Um, and then, like I said, again, with, with the anime and there's so much depth to these stories that you see that I feel like they can really help people if they would just give anime a shot, because I have, I know so much people who are so skeptical with anime and they just think it's kind of like corny or weird. And I'm just like, if y'all really gave it a shot though, y'all would see that it's, deeper than the surface of it. and i think the people right now with avatar i know you know people are going crazy with avatar now giving it a chance it's on netflix and people are quarantined and bored at least we're still quarantined at least on this side i know you guys started to open more on your side but a lot of people are yeah. 
now watching anime uh, in reference to Avatar, it's just like, oh shit, this is a lot deeper than like I realized. And you as someone as being an avid fan of anime, loves anime, you love animation, so it's also that side of it too that you can appreciate of anime. Yeah. But what is, I guess, the depth from anime that you take away from it that I feel like you apply to your life? I'll, I'll touch on what you said there about like being within like animation or mm-hmm. having that as something I've done before. Whereas in the, in like traditional parts of like animation, they scoff at anime in terms of like, oh, it's like you think about how fast they turn over like episodes and stuff. So they can't be putting in like frame after frame, like all of this detail. There's a lot of cheat frames and that's looked as as cheating within like the purists and they'll like scoff at it in university where somebody will be really into anime and they'll be like yeah but it's not like the proper way to do it so that's that's quite funny it is funny yeah but you just can't you can't mess with the the art form in terms of the amount of anime that they produce each year but then the quality of some of these shows on top of the storylines of course mm-hmm. i think what puts people off is like oh there's so many episodes it's so arcing it's there's there's too much filler and stuff like that but you've probably heard that from somebody else and you haven't given it a try for yourself or you've just consumed something really mainstream and you haven't really delved into what's out there like anything in life you have to you have to find what suits you and not what mm. suits everybody else. Um, but the gateway is always what everybody's watching. So you're going to have your top five and that's the list. Oh yeah, what do you watch? I'm going to give it a go. And hopefully one of those things will resonate with you. Yeah. Um, and then personally, I've always been interested interested in that genre of animation because I, I sort of saw it for what it was, was a tool of like storytelling in a very fast form it didn't take very long to digest sort of what was happening yes and then it it had a, a element of excitement as well yes um compared to some of the western animation that was really linear and boring and had no like what you like in hollywood is like the the crashes and bangs that <laughs> had that as well so you you got a, a best of both worlds within that and then you start to understand wait there's there there are some minute details that are different and vary between um each show or reading uh, manga as well you become emotionally attached to good characters and good storytelling mm-hmm. and um people look like fanatics because some of this shit is so good that the way they react is like, how the hell can you be so invested in something that's like 2D or there's a lot more 3D meshing into it now, but mm-hmm. it's that. And it's like, oh, that's weird. All they do, they have characters with like weird shaped heads and, and eyes and <laughs> morphed bodies and stuff like that. And it's like, well, yeah. cool, but have you given it time or have you just seen snippets of things or maybe you watched it back in the day but things get better um as time goes on mm-hmm. in, in not in all senses of um things but like if you think about it like things are going to get better 
and there's always something new coming out. You can't judge. You wouldn't judge um, an one artist's work and say, say you go to a modern art gallery and you see a um, an exhibition and it's a lump of shit. Mm-hmm. That's art in somebody's eye. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, oh, this art these days is just, it's literally shit. And you're comparing that to some of the finest artists and sculptors that have ever lived. Um, But even then, somebody may have thought that was a lump of shit as well. And it's not only appreciated by people today, and it's seeked as something very valuable. And that's, that's just how these things work, like with anime or any sort of creative um, storytelling things are going to be missed and sometimes the right people are not consuming it uh, at the right time but later on someone else will appreciate that's the beauty of it is you can go back and look at the catalogs you can you can tell somebody about some you can consume things so quickly as well which is a problem but it's a blessing at the same time you can consume things so quickly that you don't appreciate how good something is and then you complain when it's not here anymore or something else something else comes out and it's really bad and you go well this is amazing now because this yes. this stuff is like really shit yes um, that, it reminds me of like the nostalgia kind of thing now too that you're talking about that now where it's yeah. like we used to love these things, but we would, we didn't really like care about it as much until now we see like the remakes and we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like Aladdin killed me. Like, I was like, how dare you do this to Aladdin? Like Aladdin was terrible when they remade that. So it's just like, when you see that, I, I, I kind of apply that to that too, where it's like, you don't notice the essence of how good something is until like maybe something is thrown in the mix uh, and you're like, wait, like this is, this is trash. Like this show, yeah. this was actually a really good story. You know, I, I don't think that, we ever really put the proper amount of energy into paying attention to the things that we have while we have them. And this is, of course, can be applied to everything in life, um, but specifically to the conversation of like um, what we're talking about now about the, the anime and all these things. It's just like if you um, don't take the time to look into it and to, to develop your own perspective on it. And to just kind of take on what other people are saying about it or, um, you know, I just think people rob themselves from learning about something because it is also different. And I think people don't want to deal with different. And even myself for the beginning of it, when I was introduced to anime, I was just like, I don't really want to read. You know, yeah. I want something dubbed. Like, I don't want to read the words I want to have. I want, And not all anime, especially some, I'm sure, like, I'm missing out on a good anime because I don't want to sit and read the subtitles because some people actually prefer um, something that you can hear, a dubbed version. Anime within itself is like, it's something that I feel has a lot of good and, and, and gold there, but because there's so much stereotypes standing in front of it, um, people miss out from actually learning from it and, and um, being able to develop their own perspective on 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 it and actually be able to get the real stories that live within anime yeah it's sort of like being if you could put yourself in a in a utopia of all the things that you love and i always see that um form of um art as in these people can create literally anything they want 
and not really have any filters on it mm-hmm. and within their own culture and not necessarily be judged for mm. what's created because it's, it's art exactly yeah. but as a western audience we consume it as too literal and yeah. forgetting that we have these um sort of obscene imagery within our media as well and most of the time it's actually real human beings exhibiting these behaviors mm-hmm. but we're numb to it but when it's um painstakingly put into art um it's like wow they really put effort into um illustrating something that seedy or that out there or that gory and it's like yeah. but we've been doing that for many years and we still do it and um we live in a bit of an outrage um society where there's always like some shock horror behind things and um we just sort of a lot of us live to be um like well basically you jump on a bandwagon because somebody's um outraged about something someone else goes do you know what that's my view as well i'm gonna air out because I want the same attention that this person has and this is crazy and all you know mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. if we all just took some time to have our own opinions mm-hmm. cool share them have your freedom of speech but don't expect everyone to feel the same way and if you have no self control when you watch something again if it's not harming you like why have a problem with it um right each to their own right unless it's yeah. harming somebody mm. of course um certain things are not meant to be consumed by certain audiences and that's yeah. why there are restrictions and it i think it's only hurt by um the day and age we are in with like technology and that and access a lot so of access. a lot of exactly yeah a lot of human beings have these devices that um they can have access to which any responsible adult can restrict their child's um technology but mm-hmm. if, if they think back to in their day where they were probably sneaking playboy magazines under their bed from their parents and stuff how do they think their they, kids are not going to do it <laughs> they they going to they going to say their parents are bad parents and yeah you know certain things whether it be peer pressure into drugs and stuff like that Mm. that shit was happening way back so yeah. now just because you've had sort of your um, you're on your own too and you're mature and you can see life um better than you did back then you feel like yeah. you can um look down upon people for those things as well and it's sort of like it's some it's always somebody saying oh that's that's not good that's not bad but i'm sure you got some shit that someone else said the same thing about and um it's just in a different form people consume things differently thank you so much for stopping by for some vitamins on today's episode if you enjoyed it please comment subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and share with anyone you think can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast <laughs>